Wondershare Video Converter Ultimate makes life easier by providing you with a variety of video tools. Beers Up Sports Talk, Episode 7, Sebo's in the house, Debo in the house. Again, before we get going, Debo, what are you drinking on tonight, man? On uh, Friday night, decided to head up to the hangar, and uh, Amherst Brewing Company got some takeout wings, you know, that golden. Yeah. Got that cruising, and some. Uh, we went with sweet chili. Yes. Well. Yes. Yes. And uh, picked up 16 beers. Picked up Jess and Juliet today, drinking on Juliet. That's my IPA. favorite. Don't at me, people. Juliet's the best beer they have. Just saying. Dude. I don't think many people are going to fight you on that. I don't know. The Hopheads group on Facebook kind of got at me for that, but that's neither here nor there. Um, I am back again with Momentum from Progression Brewery. I re-upped this weekend. Uh, another 16 beers for my liking, and as 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 I have been over the last couple podcasts, I'm in the glass because of the COVID. So I will say, I mean, you are making me want to get out to progression because you just keep re-upping instead of going with something different. So it must be good if you're. You know, it's it's kind of part lazy. Like I know that I it's like five minutes from my house. I can order online, pay online and they just drop it in my window of my car yeah. and then I leave. Like, that's probably the reason I do it. Like, I should go somewhere else, but it's just real easy. Yeah, I'm looking for easy at this point. But, I mean, the hangar, ABC. Was, yeah, you can't go wrong you know, with hitting wings, man. It was, 30, you know, 30-minute drive, 25-minute drive, and I didn't get, home, get there for an hour, but it was worth it. So Kids or no kids on that drive? Oh, that was all me, man. <laughs> Hannah wanted to go, and she said, <laughs> Where's the hangar again? I said, right near daddy's work. I'm going to go back inside and stay with mommy. I like it. Do it. I like it. Time to yourself. I appreciate it. All right, tonight, we got a couple of things we're going to get to, uh, but the main part of our program tonight is the NFL draft. We're going to mock the first 10 picks, see how Devin and I do. Um, but first up, we just want to quickly finish off the NBA horse challenge. Yes. There was like a little part of me that like wanted to take a video of me taking – free throw bank shots in my house on my kids hoop but like I don't know I'm way too good at that shot but semifinals, we had Mike Conley versus uh Chauncey Billups yes and we had Zach Levine and Miss Quigley and Zach well, Levine before we, before we get into this I mean I'm gonna sit here and tell you I didn't even know that already happened yeah, I like like it wasn't very like if I didn't see it on um, like Facebook that they're doing a horse challenge, I didn't even wouldn't have even known that they were having it. Granted, I haven't been watching ESPN a lot, but I haven't seen commercials. You think you'd hear like more yeah. people tweeting about it, Facebooking about it, Instagram yeah. about it, something like I, you know what? I think there was probably a big push around like the initial rounds like the yeah. initial matchups and i imagine the ratings were awful i imagine nobody showed up to the television and they probably were like yeah let's just forget this even happened um <laughs> they still went ahead and did it zach levine was like ruthless he was doing like between the leg bounce off the backboard reverse layups quigley couldn't even do it I, she was basically like i'm not going to be able to do this you might as well just give me a letter right now she kept trying um, good for her yeah I mean I, here's the thing I, it was funny though because he was definitely like I'm glad I won the, the coin toss because she was probably just going to shoot him to death but he started doing all these crazy shots reverse layups through the leg like you know like I just can't even handle that 
Yeah, um, I read. I read that she was. She was like, once I lost the uh, the coin toss, I was a little worried. You know, she made a little run. I heard she. Yeah, uh, she made a little run, but he did like a he did a one eighty jump shot from the free throw line, like back to the to the the hoop, turn, in air, shoot. So I will say this: the shots got better. Um, in the set in the second semifinal was Conley and Billups, and Conley got up big early. Billups oh. made a little run. Um, but Conley was doing all these shots off his off one foot. He was doing like throw the ball in the air, turn around, catch it one hand, shoot a three, wet. Yeah, I and I don't know if he did it in the finals or if it was in the, the semis, but it was a lot of offhand shots. Yep. And let's yep. be honest. Conley had the biggest advantage out of all of them. He's indoors. The only one indoors, right? Also, he's pretty much ambidextrous, too. So, like, him shooting a three-pointer with his right hand looked pretty real. Like, Billups, <laughs> you know? I mean, he never really had a pretty shot anyway. Correct. Correct. But, no, I mean, I thought it was pretty interesting. And then I didn't watch too much of the finals, Levine versus Conley. Again, I think you're right. Like, Conley having that indoor court. Levine it started raining hood. on Levine. Right. Levine had his hood on. Like, he, his ball was all wet. And then Conley finished him off with that layup over the back of the backboard. I mean, good for Mike Conley. Good for raising money. I think in the end, though, NBA horse, kind of a dud. Um, again, like I said last episode, I got really excited about the idea. I guess I, you know, you, you forget of all, about all the things that can kind of cause problems in it. And it just, I mean, at the end, it just wasn't that exciting. Staying in the NBA tonight. The Last Dance. Chicago. Is that why you got your Bulls jersey on? Come on, man. Come on, man. 23 and a half. Right? Two, Best three. player of all time. Hey, I had a 2-3 on two, but, Best you know. player of all time, NBA. It is what it is. Um, I mean, no one can ever argue that. I don't care what anyone says. There's no argument. Like, LeBron's the best player in the NBA as well. I mean, like, you can't really – there's one, one A, one B. Right, right. I mean – you're happy if you have any of those players to start a team. Right. And I, and, and I think all, the only reason I wanted to bring up the last dance was when we were growing up, I mean, these are our teenage years, like the bulls were everything, right? Yeah. Like they were, they were the only game in town. I mean, the Celtics weren't very good during that time. They were going through kind of a rebuild. Patino's the coach. They got a whole bunch of things going on, but like Jordan comes back for that second three-year run. Yeah. Older you know, Pippen and Kukoc have kind of established themselves, but, like, they just kind of grind it out. And as we were talking before this, you know, if it wasn't for that push-off, maybe they don't win that last championship. I know you don't believe that. <laughs> you know, I just have I mean, I mean, they, they, they picked up Rodman. It was, you know, he was a whole different – Yeah. He brought a whole different uh, attitude to that team that, you know, he he didn't try to score, but when he, he was able to score even offensive rebounds, I mean, he averaged 20 rebounds a game. Right. And, I mean, and to be honest, like, it's no different. I mean, yeah, now today it's all about kind of the super teams and those big threes. But at the end of the day, those big threes are surrounded by a bunch of veterans who are there trying to win championships. And that's really what the Bulls were. I mean, it was Pippen. It was Jordan. It was Kukoc and Rodman to some extent. But, like, the rest of the team was a bunch of veterans just trying to help them get over the hump. And, like, you know, that's, that's you know, when you have a player as special as Jordan, you know, and LeBron as well nowadays. But, like, when you have players that are that special, like, those veterans want to be a part of it because they know they have the opportunity to win a championship. Yeah. And that's what the Bulls did a really good job. It of. Is, it, I think the one thing that I am so interested about it, to see kind of how it unfolds is because after that season, it kind of all just fell apart, not, not fell apart, but like 
that was it. Like it's, it wasn't a thing where like, Hey, let's go for one more run and see if we can make this happen again. And, and they failed. Like they won a cha- They won that third championship for the second time. And it was just like, okay, we're done. It's all over. Like we're going to go our separate ways. Yeah. And that's just, I, I think that's the thing that is so interesting about that. And, and again, I, I know Jordan retires and then he comes back with the wizards and, and, and that's kind of a different way of, or a different story, but like, it's just weird to kind of like see that team that was so good for so long, just kind of abruptly come to an end. And then yeah. it's over. And then, I mean, Pippen just was with Houston for a while, if I remember correctly. Trailblazers. Trailblazers. Yeah. Rodman went to like five, six other teams after that yeah. for half seasons, basically. Yeah, probably like five or six more piercings. Yep. By the way, as two kids, I was watching, uh, might have been a TikTok, I'm not sure, but I was watching some video where they were doing, <laughs> she was dribbling and he was doing, he was soccer dribbling. Yeah. And they, like he'd kick the soccer ball to her and she'd keep dribbling and it was pretty cool. Yeah. But I was not going to lie, I, was, I didn't realize that he had two kids. His 30 for 30 is really good. Yeah, yeah, I'll have to watch that. I don't think I have. Yeah. All right, let's switch gears to the NFL draft. We're a couple of weeks away, right? Or days away? We are like a couple. We're, we're Thursday. We are Thursday. Days away. Online, virtual NFL draft. No chance these IP addresses aren't getting hacked. Draft picks are going to be out 10 minutes before Goodell even puts them on the microphone. It's going to be the weirdest thing we've ever seen. But that doesn't matter. Doesn't and, matter. Well, you heard this. They can, just like in a, in a fantasy draft, they can pause these online drafts. Right. No, oh, we got some technical difficulties. We're going to get ourselves another 15 minutes because we, this, you know, kind of work this trade out. An absolute cluster. And, and our mock draft includes zero trades, right? Right. But like when it comes to trades and comes to like people, I, I just assume it's going to be chaos. I, I, I and, and, you know, I just, I just think it's, there's going to be so many variables. You're going to have people trying to hack the systems. You're going to have people doing all sorts of, you know, things to try and figure out what's going to happen. I mean, most of these drafts now, the picks are out on Twitter before they're even announced. And so, like, I think now you're just going to hear it even more. You're going to you're going to know more before Goodell even steps to the podium. Well, yeah, I mean, we know the Patriots will probably have every draft pick before anyone else does because that's what they do. They cheat. Right, exactly. They're oh. cheaters. All right. Um, so we're going so to I'm going to throw this out there. I think there's going to be – I think either Miami or the Chargers are mm-hmm. going to move up. Yeah, I don't know which one. I don't know to where, but I could see them either moving up with Washington or with Detroit. I, I mean, I don't think I, I I don't see Washington trading that pick away just because you lose the opportunity to pick a once in a generation talent. I agree. It's young. I, I, but I do that's, see that's Detroit be you know potentially. I, I mean, from what I've heard, Detroit and the Giants are both kind of open for business trading that third or fourth pick. Um, but Detroit's kind of in the driver's seat. Like they can trade that third pick to the to the highest bidder. And they can probably still get the player they want or one of the players that they want in the yeah. fifth or sixth pick. So, like, I think they're in the driver's seat. The Giants probably only get that – get, like, a big deal if somebody kind of panics and wants to jump up and maybe jump that second – that that uh, either Miami or the Chargers, whoever loses out in the Tua, the Tua draft. Um, but, like, yeah, I mean, I, I feel bad for the Giants because, like, they're probably just going to have to draft their best player available because everybody's going to give their, their draft picks to the Detroit Lions. I, I think so. All right. So we're ready to do this? Let's do it. All right. Hold on. I got to switch my board. 
Look at you with your big board, huh? I feel lacking here. We're here. Sebo's 2020 mock NFL draft. We're here for it. I messed it up a little bit, but we're here for it. And you probably right. didn't really see it, but it's okay. I'm ready for it. All right, go for it. You got the board up. Go for it. I mean, the first pick's no, no, no doubt, in my yeah. opinion. We talked about it last week. Joe Burrows kind of giving Cincy the cold shoulder. Get the fuck out of my face, Joe Burrows. You're going to be the number one overall pick. You're going to make the most money. You're going to get the most endorsements. Cincinnati takes Joe Burrows. Well, the good news is I'm there with you. I have Joe Burrow going, quarterback from LSU to the Cincinnati Bengals. He's going to have a really good season with um, – with that team. I don't know. There's no reason why he doesn't have a good season. Well, and it, let's be clear. They're not an awful team. Nope. And they've still got – I mean, they st they're not a great team. They're not a good team, but they're not an awful team. Um, and he's if going they have to – If they get a defense, they're not – they, they should be a fantastic team. They have A.J. Green, Tyler Boyd, and John Ross. And Mixon. And – What'd you say? And Joe Mixon. Yeah. If they get a halfway decent season out of a tight end, and if they can get just a, a defense in the not in the bottom half of the league, they're 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 fighting for a wild card wild card spot. I listen, I totally well, I mean, I don't know if they're gonna go for a wild card, but I do agree with you. Like, and not to mention like that second pick at the beginning of the first round is gonna be super valuable. I mean, that's a mm -hmm. pick where everybody wants to trade back. You can pick up a couple extra picks, you can yep. get a bunch of young guys. You know, whether it's offensive line, whether it's, it's on the defensive side. Yeah, no, totally, totally agree. All right, who you got with the second pick? Washington is going to draft Chase Young out of Ohio State. I mean, need that edge rush in the NFL, right? Yeah, and, like, he's an absolute freak. Like, he's, yeah. like, just there's – he's the best player in the NFL draft. Like They want the next it, Bosa. They want the next – um, and these JJ guys, Watt, Zadarius Smith, Preston Smith, like that's what is. Well, uh, I was going to say beyond, beyond, I mean, beyond your quarterbacks and your offensive linemen, these guys are getting paid nowadays. Yep. Right. Like these are the guys that can attack the quarterback and in, in, in a pass heavy league, if you've got somebody that can get off the edge and get the quarterback, that's yep. all that matters. And again, they drafted their shirts. quarterback of the future last year. So there's no reason for them to go out and draft a quarterback. I mean, they could, they, they definitely could. I mean, there's time. I think there's the the you got you know Jordan Love. You have Jacob Easton in the in the second round that you if you really wanted to draft someone to go you know to fight for the quarterback position, right. I, I think you can do that. But I, there's no way you let up Chase Young. Right. All right. All right. Number yeah. three, Detroit. Jeff Okuda, cornerback, Ohio State. Now there's a couple. I mean, there were a couple of mock drafts out there. I mean, most mock drafts have them trading this pick, let's be honest. Yep. Um, to either the Chargers or the Dolphins. Um, but I think there are there's a couple mock drafts out there that have them taking someone else. But I feel like this is kind of the guy that they point to. He's, again, like probably, you know, one, you know, 2A, 2B, you know, athlete in the draft. He's an absolute stud. In a pass-heavy league, if you can get a cornerback that can slow down a number one receiver, it's a big part of, of – of, winning ball games. I mean, you see what the Patriots did with Stephon Gilmore. Um, I mean, I only say that because the Bills let just let that guy go. But, like, like if you have a shutdown corner, it's a huge deal in the NFL. 
All right, with the third pick, I've got the Detroit Lions taking Jeff Okuda, cornerback, Ohio State. Um, Again, they probably trade this pick. I mean, there's a good chance that they're going to get bombarded with picks from both Miami and the Chargers. It seems that way. That's what all the mocks are saying. But without any trades, that third pick is going to probably be Okuda. He's a a lockdown cornerback. He's the best cornerback in the draft. And with uh, Detroit trading Slay earlier this offseason – um, it makes a lot of sense to kind of replace him with this stud. Okay. Because they got rid of Darius Slay, I think that makes sense, Jeff Okuda. Um, they did pick up Desmond Trufant. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I went with Isaiah Simmons, outside linebacker from, uh, from Clemson. Yeah. We just talked about it. You need that outside rush. I mean – the two Smith brothers for the Packers, they played outside linebacker, even though it says on their, you know, their player card that they're DNs, like they lined up as outside linebackers. I think that's what you're looking for. Now you got to rush, uh, rush the edge. And I think that's a perfect pick for them. Yeah. And Simmons is a freak. Don't get, don't get me wrong. Like that guy, I mean, he was a safety converted to a linebacker. He's like a Swiss army knife. He can do it all. And like, he's a guy you put on the field and you just say like, just go get him. I mean, I just think that at the end of the day, yes, you need somebody to rush the, the, the passer, but you also need somebody who can, who can slow down your number one wide receiver. Um, again, either way, I think they end up with a, a great pick. And again, I think we both agree that this pick probably happens like number five, maybe four or five. Um, yeah. It's not going to happen at number three. They're going to trade this pick unless no, I agree. both Miami and the, the Chargers just kind of kind of uh, get, get cold feet on the night of the draft. Um, next up, the New York football giants who you got D so I'm looking at your board and I see we uh we both went O-line yeah I went O-line but I went Jedrick Wills Jr. out of Alabama okay he's big dude they need I mean they need they need lion help they got Saquon Barkley now they got Deion Lewis yep yeah I mean they're they're gonna they're gonna run the ball a ton because I mean, we're we're not sure what the quarterback's going to do there, and they got a lot, they got a lot of wide receivers. But I think that you know, with Saquon, you're just going to run the ball, and I think that uh, Wills is the right pick there. Well, and, and let's be clear, you're also getting an offensive lineman because you need to to protect Daniel Jones. That guy's right. getting. I mean, his his first year in the NFL was him getting sacked constantly because that offensive offensive line was shit. Um, yeah. And I've got Makai Becton out of Louisville. Again, there's a bunch of O-linemen on my draft board. There's a bunch of O-linemen that are going to be drafted in the first round. This guy's a freak. His, his measurables are off the chains. He was great in, in, the, in the workouts. Um, and I just, I mean, again, Gettleman is a weird dude. I feel like he tends to, like, go off the script a little bit. I mean, he was the guy that, like, stood firm with Barkley, even though everybody was like, you don't draft a – uh, a running back that early and I think right. it's worked out for him so far yeah. but I I think he's gonna he's gonna be super excited by this kind of freak of nature guy and go for it yeah now now we come to the picks right with the fifth pick Miami's gonna take Tua now in the third spot in the third spot I, I and I have to say something here when I when I did my first mock draft I put Justin Hebert in this pick because I hate the Miami Dolphins, and I don't want them to get Tua because I think that guy's <laughs> going to be really fucking good. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm not even kidding you. Like, I was going down my mock draft, and I was like, Miami Dolphins, Justin Hebert. I didn't even hesitate. 
And then I was like, let me just step back a minute. Like, if it's really Justin Hebert versus Tua, like, you got to take Tua. Unless they're worried about his injury history. And right. uh, unless they're worried about his Wonderlick score. Or unless th- that crazy Adam Gase just which, thinks that, like, he doesn't need Tua to be a successful coach. Like, all which you the- heard, the Wonderlick score was from 2018, the 13. And then it went up to a 19. And the average score is 20. So right. he's fine. Right. I mean, maybe one day we should just do a Wonderlick test, the two of us, and just see our scores are. <laughs> after Let's... a bunch of beers, though. After a bunch of beers. I don't oh, know if after like, difference, but like after a bunch what of beers. What was it? Like finish a 30-pack in a nine-inning baseball game? <laughs> we made rules for that shit, Nate. We did. We um, might need to yeah. do that live I, on IG. Yeah, I don't even I – don't, I, don't, I, I don't want them to draft Tua because I do think he's going to be really good. But the upside for that guy – I mean, he's absolutely electric. And, the, you know, again, I, the first thing I thought of was, like, how many lefty quarterbacks have been out there? Like, it's Steve Young and nobody else. But, like, I mean, maybe Scott Mitchell, some other guys. I know there's some other guys. <laughs> he's, he's electric. And if he is 90% of what he was in college, then they've got an absolute stud. Don't hate on Mark Brunel. Um, Who? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I'm with you. It's Tua. I mean – he had two fantastic receivers in Alabama. Mm-hmm. So I think those two receivers could probably go or are going to go and probably start next year for most teams. Right. right. Um, so will that slow him down with what Miami has? They got Preston Williams, they have Devonte Parker, and then not much more after that. So that you, you worry a little bit. And then, yeah. But I just think like he's, he's going to a team where expectations aren't going to be that high. Love. Right. And yep. So, there and, and again, I, I go back to kind of what we talked a little bit about last week. Like, when you have a rookie quarterback, you have the ability to spend money in other places because they're on that rookie contract. So, like, yeah. they can go out and spend the money where they need to spend. Um, I like it. Chargers on the clock. Who you got? So, I think they missed out on Burrow. I think they missed out on Tua. And, you know, I see you have a quarterback there, but I think that they are going to stay pat and not draft someone as draft a quarterback there. I think they're going to try and shore up their defense with Derek Brown, defensive tackle out of Auburn. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think, Mm -hmm. you know, you need that defensive line is important. I saw what happened to the the Packers against the 49ers. If you can't stop the run, even in a pass happy league, Mm -hmm. you're just not going to win the games. So I I think they're going to go with that D tackle. Yeah. They're not going to go with the D tackle. They're going to draft a quarterback. I mean, here's the thing. But you still have you still have Winston and you still have Cam out there. I'm sorry. Go get one of those two over that guy. And you can sign him to this. You can sign them both to this prove it contract. I'm sorry. It right, but, but here's my thing. So here, here's that's a fair point. You got Tyrod Taylor, and you've got say you sign Cam Newton or Jameis Winston. What if they don't prove it? You sign them to a 15 million dollar prove it contract or a five million dollar or a one million dollar contract and and they don't prove it then what yep. then you're right back maybe next year in this same spot or maybe even a worse spot right. where you're drafting like number seven or number eight or number 12 and you don't have the opportunity to draft this guy here's my thing and i and i and i think oftentimes we get you know the the quarterbacks are like the quarterbacks are what this league is all about like yep. everybody had an opportunity to draft pat mahomes Every team in the NFL would love to have Pat Mahomes right now. And almost, and there were a bunch of teams ahead of him. I mean, the Bills could have drafted him. They traded out of an opportunity to draft him. 
Like, it's a, it's a pass-happy league. You need a quarterback. If your quarterback's not good, you're probably not, you're not, you're probably not winning Super Bowls at this point. No doubt. And, and so, like, in my opinion, if you have the opportunity to draft a guy, I mean, this guy last year was, like, a pretty high, you know, potential draft pick. He, he went back to Oregon. He knows how to play the, the quarterback position. He's good. He's talented. I think the Chargers draft him. They let him sit behind Tyrod for a year, maybe two, figure it out, and then go from there. The team is talented all around him. And, you know, to be honest, we've talked about the, char- the Chargers and how good they are, but I was doing a little bit of reading. I mean, Mike, is it – I mean, who are, their, who are their receivers? You got Williams and who's the other guy? Oh, Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen's up for a contract this year. Yeah. So you're going to have to pay him. And Williams is going to be a 50-year guy next year, so you're going to have to pay him. So, like, maybe they're thinking, like, let's get a quarterback. That way we're not paying a whole lot of money for a quarterback. Because, again, if you draft – or if you sign Cam Newton for a prove-it deal and he Fair. blows up, then how much do you have to pay him? Are you paying him $25 million a year to be a 30-year-old quarterback? Or are you taking Justin Hebert and signing him for a five-year deal while he's 22 years old? For me, it just makes a lot of sense for them because they've got Tyrod. They've got the veteran. I don't know how much better Jameis Winston is than Tyrod Taylor, if at all, especially since Tyrod's been in that offense. He's been in that offense since Anthony Lynn was in Buffalo. And so, yeah. like, he already knows that offense. So, I, I actually think he's going to be all right. And you bring this guy along. He's a pretty mobile quarterback. He can chuck it. He's experienced. I think it just makes a lot of sense. I talked way too long about the Chargers. Let's go to the Panthers. I have your boy Isaiah Simmons as the Panthers pick. Um, they've gone out and done a lot with their offense. You know, they, they signed Teddy Bridgewater. They gave McCaffrey a big deal. Um, they signed Robbie Anderson. They've done a lot to address the offensive side of the ball. If you get this guy on the defensive side, you can basically say, like, all right, we've got the centerpiece of our defense for the next five to ten years because this guy's an absolute freak. No doubt. I mean, I think that's great. I went with Jeff Akuda, as you talked about. Which is about. the same kind of deal, right? We're talking right. about the same kind I of mean, thing. He, different position, but pass happy league. You gotta you gotta have someone who can shut down a shut down a receiver. And right. in that, in that division, you got Michael Thomas, you got Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, and you have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Right. Right. I mean, you're just you. You gotta you gotta cover them. No, absolutely. I will say now that we've reached the eighth pick, things get a little weird for me because I don't really know where these teams are gonna go. Like I I I, always, I felt like through my first seven picks, I had a pretty good sense of like what teams are gonna address. And again, truth be told, I don't think that Detroit picks at three. I'm not even sure that the Giants pick at four. I think somebody I, comes in and, and takes. I mean, I could see somebody trading up to get somebody like Isaiah Simmons. If you've got a really talented team and yep. you want that kind of freaking nature athlete to be on your defense, yeah. like, no, I, I can really see it. I'm completely with you there. I, I think at least one, if not both, are out of the three and four. Miami or the Chargers will get Tua, yep. but it won't be in their five, six spot. Um, I think that in the eighth spot with Arizona, I think you and I are on the same page, minus the person. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Kyler Murray was running for his life last year. I mean, this guy, I mean, either threw a touchdown or he got sacked. I yeah. mean, that, yeah. that, that, those were the choices. So I went with Andrew Thomas out of Georgia. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. And I got Tristan Wirfs out of Iowa. I mean, we're basically picking big offensive linemen for, uh, for a team out of the Big Ten and team out of the, the SEC. 
-hmm. I think at the end of the day, you need to protect your quarterback. You just traded for DeAndre Hopkins. You're basically committing to Kenyon Drake for a long time. Like, let's, let's make sure that our quarterback's not running for our life. Let's, let's actually see that we can run our offense and not have – and, again, like, you've got DeAndre Hopkins. You don't know how much you have left on Larry Fitzgerald. Like, let's make sure that, that our quarterback is protected. Agreed, because he's going to get hurt. Yeah. He's not a big dude. Jacksonville Jaguars, ninth pick. Okay. I, I don't know what the hell the Jacksonville Jaguars are doing. So, I was looking at it. I'm, I, I went to their depth <laughs> chart. The only thing I knew they don't really need was a receiver. They got a bunch of good receivers. Because so I was going to put one of the, the big receivers there, and I just I couldn't do it. All right, I'm going to be honest. With the ninth pick, I have no idea what Jacksonville's going to do. I don't even know what the hell they're doing down there. I, no, I'm with you on that. I mean, they get rid of Foles, so they're obviously going with Minshew. Yeah. Unless they're not. I mean, I guess technically they – I mean, they could, they could draft I mean, quarterback, sure. Let's go off your board, and Hebert's gone, so now you have Jordan Love, you have Jacob Eason, you still have uh, Jalen Hurts. Yep. I mean, I, 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 way, I, I mean, they're going they're going to stay with Minshew. He he brought a lot of energy to the the fans. The fans were all about it. Fournette, you know, he other than not scoring touchdowns, he had a pretty good season. He had a yeah, lot. But now of they're yards. talking about trading him. That's well, the crazy I saw thing. That today. Yeah, they're talking no. about trading him. So I like this is what this is why when I was looking at this pick, I was like, I assume they're just going to take best pick best best pick available. And again, I know they're having they're having contract issues with one of their their defensive linemen right now. Like they're they're a hot mess. And, and like Doug Marone can can go have a seat somewhere. Like that guy's an asshole. He opts out <laughs> his contract with the Bills, goes and gets an offensive coordinator job. Eventually becomes the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. They have a good season. Everybody thinks they're gonna and they suck because Doug Marone <laughs> sucks. That guy's a piece of shit. I don't so, like him. He can get out of here. I can't believe that he's still a coach. That guy's a bum. He's a bum. Sorry. That's um, all good. So, I, I mean, so you went, you went with, a, with a defensive tackle as well. I went with Javon Kinlaw out of South Carolina, mm-hmm. defensive tackle. Yep. I mean, defense wins. I mean. Yeah, and I mean, I, again, like I, like I, I said, I know they're having issues with, you know, with the guy they franchised. And here's an absolute stud of a defensive end, defensive tackle out of Auburn. Yeah. Used to playing in the SEC. He's used to big-time games. He's going to be able to step in right away and play. Again, I, it doesn't matter. I still don't know what Jacksonville's doing. I don't understand how you're just going to get rid of uh, Fournette. Um, I get that he's only got a year left on his contract, but the guy's an absolute stud. And, like, what's your end game? Like, yeah. what, what do you, what do you, who's going to be running the ball if you get rid of him? They, they have this guy, I don't remember his name, that they, they're really high on, but Fournette's. Here, but here's the thing you Fournette's spent the first round pick on Fournette, right? You, you yeah. drafted him in the first round, and there's no chance you get anything, in my opinion, probably better than like a third or fourth round pick for Fournette because he's got one year on his deal. And yeah, you could franchise him, and yeah, you could keep him around for a couple more years, but like running backs are just not that that much of a priority in the league anymore. I mean, it's just, it's just not the case. You can draft three of them and one of them might work out. And like to, to think that you're going to put Fournette on the block and that someone's going to come call him with a first or second round just doesn't, doesn't make sense to me. Right. I'm with you. All right. Last pick of the first round for us, Cleveland, who you got? Again, we're, we're matching up here with, with positions. <laughs> I'm going with Tristan Wirfs. So we're just swapping picks for Cleveland and the Cardinals, right? Because I got yeah, I got Andrew yeah. Thomas in, uh, yeah. from Georgia. 
Yeah. I mean, same thing. Baker Mayfield was kind of running for his life as well. I mean, if this guy, if this kid gets time to throw, he's, he's got Odell, he's got Landry, he's yeah, got, he's got weapons. Austin Hooper. Mm-hmm. So, I, it, there's it, no reason it, not to. Yeah, play. I mean, Cleveland is, again, this is a team that was supposed to be really good last year and flopped. And yep. if you're really supposed to be really good last year and you don't change a whole lot, the idea is maybe let's just protect our quarterback. And if he's running for his life, that's again, Baker Mayfield can run, but he shouldn't be running for his life. He should be chucking the ball downfield. I agree. He's got, he's got the weapons. All right. So now, now that, that, now that, now that we're done with that shit. Yeah. Let's talk about what really matters. Let's yeah. talk about what the bills need to do and what the Packers need to do. I like it. All right. So, Tell me what your Green Bay Packers area of needs are. Well, first I'll start off with Packers have 10 picks in the draft. Woo. They have. That's a one, lot of picks. Yeah. One each round for the first five rounds. Okay. They have three six round picks. Yikes. And two seven round picks. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of shit back there. Yeah, but you never know. It wasn't Tom Brady shit, or isn't Tom Brady shit? He was six That's rounds. Like a freak of nature pick. Get out of here. I know, I know. We'll find something. Okay. Um, so we're looking at wide receiver. Yeah. We're looking at some kind of offensive lineman, inside linebacker, and you know we have the outside linebackers, but a D end would be would be something to. Uh, to really help out the line. We, you saw them get run all over. Kenny Clark is great in the middle, yep. but he needs someone on the outside to really help. Yep. Um, but I'm going to say that wide receiver and inside linebacker are the two most important in my mind. Yep. Now I'm not a GM, but this is what I'd like to see. I mean, I know they picked up Kirksey, but right now they, they don't have a second inside linebacker starting. They're mm-hmm. running a 3-4. A, a you have to have another good – uh, inside linebacker and wide receiver you I'm sorry Devin Funches as much as we know we share the name Devin <laughs> but he's not gonna do it yep and you have all it just we have I think seven receivers going into camp and I'm okay with two of them mm-hmm. right now and Funches will be fine it's okay um, and then just obviously for um, just for protection you need some more always can get linemen yep so, yep. uh, you know, if we get down to it in the back of the draft, if there is, if Neville um, Gallimore from Oklahoma is there or Ross Black from, uh, L- Ross Blacklock from TCU is there, <laughs> that'd be great. O-line again. So he- here's the reason why the O-line is important. Bakhtiari and Corey Lindsley are going to be free agents next year. We're not keeping both of them. And Rodgers is old, man. You got to protect Rogers, that guy. I, I am going to hit that. But, you know, after next season, you got David Bakhtiari and Lindsley, like I said. And I think you're going to keep Bakhtiari because he's your left tackle. So you might want to look at a center. How many times are you going to say Bakhtiari? If I can get it in there one more time, we'll, we'll find out. <laughs> you're crushing then, it. It's just amazing. And then Kenneth Murray out of Oklahoma and uh, Patrick Queen out of LSU would be good in the uh, at the end of the draft. So okay. we'll see what happens. Now, if Jalen Hurts is there, I don't know what round he would even be, where it would make sense. I mean, I don't think he makes it past the third round. Yeah, I, I think – I mean, they've connected Jordan Love with Packers. No. 
They've connected Jalen Hurts and even Jacob Eason. I, I don't know. I mean, you're right. Rodgers is getting old. He hasn't been producing. We've You and I had this conversation right. a few episodes ago where, yep. you know, he's either got to step up or it's, you know, it, it, time to go. Yeah. Maybe not go, but you know what I mean? Like, it's there's nothing wrong with starting to plan. And he sat behind Favre for – five six years there's nothing wrong with sitting behind Rodgers for two three years and then moving on yeah I I mean I agree with you I just I don't know that we're in the NFL yes I think that it's again you got really lucky with getting what could have been the first round pick like the first pick in the draft Aaron Rodgers yeah at the end of the first round like I think that's just one of those things where like if you try to recreate that magic, you're going to fail. Like, and yes, if you're drafting a guy in the third round, like, then like, you know, go for it. But yeah, I mean, I think it's tough to kind of say like, let's pick the next Aaron Rodgers. Like that's just not going to happen. No, I, I 100% agree. I mean, Tua could fall, right? He's got a hip injury. He could fall all the way to 31. Probably not, but yeah. 30, yeah. 30 not 31, but yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, they're going to pick a lot of young players. My guess is they're going to go best available. That's what the Packers do. Yeah. Even with the, the new, the new management, they're going to go best available. Yeah. Well, and, and I'll say this, I, I'll say this. I think that's the toughest part of, and I think you've seen it with the Patriots. When you have a generational talent at quarterback and you keep trying to kind of like dip back into like the player pool to draft that next quarterback, you just don't know when that quarterback's going to shut down. I mean, I know Aaron Rodgers has talked about playing into his 40s, and, like, maybe maybe he will, maybe he won't. Like, maybe at the end of this contract he says, you know what, I'm good. But, like, if he goes in place for another five years and you draft somebody this year, again, like, in five years their rookie contract's up, and then you're – or it, it might even already be up in four years. Like, then you're screwed. Like, that, that investment is gone. And, like, again, if you were to win a Super Bowl next year, it doesn't really matter, right? Like, because it's right. all about winning Super Bowls. But – it's like really, I think that's like the toughest thing. And you saw that you've seen that with the Patriots. Like Belichick kept drafting quarterbacks with like an eye on the future and Tom Brady just kept hanging around. And like eventually you just have to be like, shit, like it's not going to happen. And now they have Stidham, whatever, whatever that is. They have a Stidham right yeah. now. <laughs> hey, we got you know? Tim Boyle. I mean. <laughs> yeah, and, I, and again, like you just got, I, I, I think when, and this is just my opinion and I, and this is getting way off the, the cuff, but like, if you have a chance to win the Super Bowl every year, as the Packers do, in my opinion, with yep. Aaron Rodgers, you need to have a quarterback that can step in and produce 65 to 70% of that. I think you need a strong veteran. I don't think you need a rookie quarterback who's going to come in and maybe get overwhelmed. And again, like, I could be off the, off the cuff because I don't know what I'm talking about because I don't know what I'm talking about. But, like, <laughs> I just think that you don't, you don't want, you know – who did you say tim boyle what is that what's oh yeah i mean what's he, tim boyle like two years two years he's been number two quarterback like imagine if that like imagine you guys are like 12 and 2 and rogers gets injured and that guy steps in like, uh, you rather, I don't like talk about it we had seneca wallace one year remember when he went down with this right, right. i mean you just if you don't have a backup you, it backups are important doesn't matter what anyone says I mean, you've got to have someone who can get you to if you have if you lose him for four games he's got to go at least two and two and and that's and I think that's the tough part of like thinking about the future if you draft like a Jalen Hurts in the third round and you go for it and you say this is going to be our guy you know and, and I think he's pretty experienced but like you're still like expecting this guy to be able to kind of like grow in the position 
while Rogers works for the next three or four years. Right. No, I agree. So in my mind, I mean, I would love to see a receiver. Mm-hmm. That's my, that's my number one and either something on the D line or an inside linebacker. Those are my number, my, my biggest needs and then fill it in with the yep. best available. I don't even care if it fills in our needs, just make the best available player. I mean, you know, we swung and missed right now on Rashawn Gary. I don't know what that pick was. Yep. I think, I mean, you, you draft or you, you sign Smith, both the Smith brothers and you go and draft Gary. I, I don't, I think that was a miss. And um, it, there's time to, I mean, it's been one year, right? right? But there's time for it to come around. But, you know, I, I think they could have filled in a little bit better. And a side note, Kevin King is going to be a, a free agent next year as well, or two years. And it might be worth going after just a, a cornerback in the end of the draft just to right. see, just to, you know, start filling in that hole because they're not going to resign him. He's right. going to be worth too much. He's going to have, even though he was, he let up a lot of, receiving yards he still had a lot of deflections and I think he had eight interceptions yeah so that's my thoughts on the Packers draft um looking forward to Thursday watching it on I assume it's on ESPN because it always is sure Sounds yeah good. so I'm, I'll, I'll probably step in and watch it on Thursday so tell me what you think the Bills need what you think they're gonna do yeah. and what you want them to do well I think they're in a pretty good place I mean, obviously, they don't have a first-round pick. They traded it to the Vikings for Stephon Diggs, which I couldn't be more more pumped about. You you have a number one wide receiver now. And, again, they could have got a wide receiver in the first round, but I don't think that that wide receiver will be as good as Stephon Diggs. So, Can we go off on a quick tangent? I saw this thing on Facebook. And this is, and so, not Facebook. I'm sorry. It was on Twitter. And it was some guy, Bills fan, said that the – Bills have the second best receiver in the AFC. Second best receiver in the AFC. In the mm-hmm. AFC. Okay. Do you believe that? Who I he has them over he has them over Tyreek Hill. He had them over Keenan Allen. Just those I mean, two off. I, I who who are the best receivers in, in the in, in So the only person he had above him was Odell back okay. in June. So it's Odell, Diggs, and then whatever's else. I mean, I, I, can't, I can't argue with – I mean, you could argue with I, – I can't argue with I, I think Keenan Allen's really good. I think Stephon Diggs is just as good as him. Um, I mean, I think he could be just as good as Odell. I mean, he's an absolute stud who's, you know, obviously been paired with Adam Thielen, Thielen yep, right, you know, in his time in, in Minnesota. And so, like – It'll be interesting to see. I mean, here, yeah. here's his chance to be the true number one, right? When, when Thielen went down last year, he showed out like a true number one. And I think, again, going back to the idea of, like, you, you can draft a, a wide receiver in the first round or you can trade for Stephon Diggs, I think they did right by trading for Stephon Diggs. No doubt. Now, no, I agree. I think it was the right call. Go ahead. Now, beyond that, so they've got, a, they've got seven picks. They've got a second. They've got a third. They've got a fourth. They've got a couple fives, six and a seven. Um, where they're going to make their money is in those, the second and third round picks. Um, they need wide receiver. They need cornerback. But where I think they really probably should draft in those two rounds are running back and edge rusher. Now, Devin Singletary absolutely showed out last year. The guy is, I think, kind of like a diamond in the rough. He's a stud. He is yards after te- uh, contact or through the roof. Yeah. However, 
He was injured for a little bit last year, and I think you do need a second kind of, like, workhorse. And they have TJ Yeldon. Like, they have a guy there. Um, I just think I, that you need you, you you need someone else. And there's a couple – I mean, they got J.K. Dobbins out of Ohio State potentially going to them, who's kind of like that kind of do-it-all back. They've got A.J. Dillon, who's more of like a big bruiser back out of B.C. that, that they've kind of put in that spot as a potential draft pick for them. Um, so I, th I think that would make sense. I mean, you got Singletary, you got the burner. I think a, a big back would make sense. Kind of, you know, they had Frank Gore last year. Who? Yeah, just somebody. Somebody that, you know, if you want to split it 75-25, somebody that can go in there and get yards for you. Um, I, think, I think they go running back. It, maybe the second, maybe the third round. I think the other place they could absolutely use some work is, is at the edge rusher position. Jerry Hughes is old. He's still effective, but he's old. Um, Shaq Lawson isn't there anymore. They let him go to free agency. Um, they've got some guys coming back and they've signed some guys to some short term deals, but it'd be nice to get a guy that they could kind of let kind of grow in that position. Yeah. Um, maybe not be a starter year one, maybe not even be a starter year two, but really take off after that. Um, so I could see them going edge rusher. Some of the mock drafts I look at Darrell Taylor out of Tennessee, Curtis Weaver out of Boise State. There's a guy to Notre Dame that's been injured the last couple of years that if they went in the second round, they might be able to get him. Um, I mean, I could even see the Bills, I mean, with those draft picks in the fifth round, maybe trying to trade back into the third um, and, and get another person. I, I think I trust Brandon Bean to kind of make these decisions. I think he's been really good drafting the last couple of years. Um, I do think they could use another cornerback. I mean, they've gone out and got Josh Norman. They've gone out and got EJ Gaines. They've got White, who's an absolute stud. Um, but you probably want somebody young to come in and at least challenge those older guys for the position. Um, so I could see them drafting a cornerback later in the draft. And I think they'll draft a wide receiver. Again, Beasley isn't a young guy. Brown isn't a young guy. And you want somebody to kind of be able to grow in that position while not having to play a big role. So, again, those are kind of the positions that I see them focusing on. But I do think edge and running back are where they'll address early on. I like it. All right. I think that brings the end to our NFL mock draft and our needs for the Bills and, and Packers. You got any last parting shots? No, I'm good. I, I, I'm, I, I, like I said, I can't wait to actually watch this. Uh, I haven't watched a draft in a long time, and I'm actually kind of in, I'm interested to see how this online goes, and they're doing it over like three or four nights. And, mm -hmm. you know, it, it'll be good. I, I definitely want to see – I want to see all the trades happen. I, I think this year there's going to be a lot of trades. Yep. You're going to see – I mean, there's no reason why Cincinnati should take longer than 30 seconds to make this pick. They're mm -hmm. on the clock now. They've been on the clock. Why, I, that, why that's the one thing I've never understood about drafts. You know the pick. Right. Unless you're getting, like, 17 first-round picks, you're not trading that pick. See, I think, I think the, the NFL tells them to wait just for yeah. the drama. I no, think I they, agree. I it's, think it's they problem. say, listen, wait four or five minutes, get people speculating. I'll say this about the draft. I mean, I used to get really excited about it. I think in this day and age where I can go on Twitter and find out the pick 30 seconds before it happens, it kind of dulls it a little bit. Yeah. So I'll probably be watching the last, the last stand while I look at the draft on Twitter. Now that we finished that up, do you have any other parting words? Yeah, last thing I got to say is happy birthday to Parker Percy. He turns three tomorrow. Absolute little psycho redhead. Happy birthday. Try not to end my life. And happy birthday, little man. I don't know when you'll see this, but hopefully uh, when you do. Hopefully you never see this. <laughs>
I hope he does see it because we're blown up. That's so true, right? right, no doubt, Sibo, it was great going through the NFL draft with you. I think that uh, I think I'm going to get most of my picks right with one. We'll All right. Well, let's finish it up and uh, head home. All right, man. Till next time. No doubt.